to err is human and to forgive is divine. And I've tried recording this intro like seven times. So welcome to I Have Questions podcast. Sometimes we do things that are in error and then we also do things that are conscious decisions that we've made along the way and um, we call them mistakes. And honestly, the, the definition of a mistake is, the definition is, an action or judgment that is misguided or wrong. And the conscious decision is a choice. And that is when you have information and guidance and people telling you not to do something. And yet you continue down that path. So I'm exploring right now, you know, a a question that came up um, with, you know, relatives about a conscious decision and how those relatives are allowing a person to pass as a mistake. It was a conscious decision. I'm not going to go into what it is because it doesn't matter what it is, but it was a conscious decision from someone to make a, a choice that that was an actual choice with information, with people surrounding them, telling them not to do this. And they continued along the path anyway. And when it's pointed out to them, well, such and such made that that choice, just thought I'd put that out there. You got other family members who are very passive about it. And it was like, oh, well, you know, everyone makes, makes makes a mistake and you know we have to forgive and have kindness for people to have mistakes yes we do have to have compassion for people who make mistakes however i am also of the mind that people who make conscious decisions and knowing conscious decisions and they fight for these conscious decisions. And when they are found to be incorrect and they pointed and someone points it out, why are we backing out of that and saying, well, they made a mistake in the name in the sake of, of you know pacifying the individual, particularly if it's a person who's very stubborn and has made these choices and decisions over and over again. And I'm kind of torn about that because sometimes I'm just contentious anyway, but other times it's because I think that holding people, um, holding ourselves, if nothing else, accountable for the choices that we make at times is important. It really is. And we can look at our our friends and our family and you know want to have compassion for them but also 
if you're that close with them, you really have to tell them that they've they've made a bad decision and why they've made a de- bad decision. You can do that with a passion. It's not a bad thing to tell, point out a mistake. And I think that's um, a huge thing that we're we're missing is being okay with being corrected when we do have um, a lapse in judgment and sitting with that and actually saying, I made a decision that I should not have made and it is to the detriment of whoever in the world or in, in my life or in my space. And but we don't we don't have that and um one of the things that i i reference a lot when it comes to accountability is um the five dysfunctions of a team and interesting enough that this works pretty well for a number of things um the the five dysfunctions of a team which is um by there's a book by Patrick Lencioni um Lichoni. I'm horrible at names and spelling things and I should really learn to do that before I record but I didn't so you'll just get what what it, it's spelled L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I and he has the five dysfunctions of a team now a team can be any people who are supposed to be bound together working towards something and this also replies reflects this also applies to um partnerships friendships this applies to anything anything can any more than one person even yourself i guess could be a team a team of one that's fine you can do it um so the five dysfunctions of a team one absence of trust that is the baseline it's a pyramid when they usually show it so absence of trust that is the baseline if you do not trust someone everything will fall like you can't you can try to move forward but it doesn't get to the desired results of something if you don't have trust and the second one which is my favorite and the point I'm uh, really getting towards is, you know, fear of conflict and being able to, it's actually not just conflict, it's fear of healthy conflict. It's if you're going to be exact about it. It's the fear that you can disagree on things and still maintain um, your relationship or your, your professionalism or your friendship or anything along those lines. Uh, third is lack of commitment, which is like focus and clarity and, and the ability to stick with something. Um, the other, uh, avoidance of accountability. So, of course, if you cannot be accountable, then, of course, it breaks down trust. And because you're also not committed and you're afraid of, you know, a healthy conflict of being confronted about your accountability. And then the last one is attention to um results which is focusing on the outcome of something which i find is and and this is a smaller portion of the the pyramid but it's also the least 
of all of our worries when it comes to things, the bigger parts are um, the absence of trust, fear of conflict. Um, and I really do, my favorite actually is the fear of, of healthy conflict. And in healthy conflict, we're talking about disagreeing, making a mistake, making an error, make, being human beings, and holding ourselves to a task for what we've done or holding someone else to task. I have made a mistake. So that's also healthy conflict. You are not correct in certain things and telling someone they're not correct. And we can't really, really move forward with a lot of the, the thinking that we have without being confronted with the reality of something different. Like that's the only way you learn something is learning how to, you know, address something different and, and take in new information that may conflict with the information that we've already had. We're, we're so used to being to, in our own worlds and our own little bubbles and our own little algorithms that when we do finally step outside of those things, then we are confronted with, you know, having to believe what we believe or disagreeing with what we believe because we don't like to disagree with what we believe. I believe what I believe and I want to continue believing it because it's safe and it's comfortable for me. But if we don't, then now I'm confronted with a reality that I was not prepared for. So when we do have, you know, lapse in judgment and accountability and we're not being held to task for the things that we say and we do, then there's still damage done. And, and I think that's the part that gets missed is that there is collateral damage to when people make a bad decision sometimes. There are choices that we make and mistakes that are had that, you know, to have long-term consequences like not getting plan B facts, not taking that plan B or your birth control or wearing a condom has long-term consequences. Long-term. Um, you know, if you continuously run through red lights, uh, eventually there is a consequence. I mean, it, it, it could be a long-term consequence. It could be for you. It could be for somebody else. There is a consequence to that. Yes, there are, there, they can be mistakes, but there's still consequences to them. Some consequences turn out good and they're fine. And you're, you're happy with those, the, what comes next, but there's some that are a little more harmful. Um, and as I record this, there is, you know, things going on in the news, but they're not as big as the overall choices that we've made. And I mean, they're big, but they're the result of choices that we made. And they're things that we have allowed to continue happening. And I say we, because there's a collective we of choices that we've made. And people are so busy being quick to forgive that we skip the step of actually being accountable. And um, I've written an article before 
about how we fetishize forgiveness because we have we've gone so far of like let me roll it off my shoulders and I just I forgive the world and everything no be in the moment of I'm sorry why are we like say you're sorry hold someone to apologize why why is that a wrong why is why is it wrong or bad to ask a person to apologize and not allow them to just skate by it and allow it and like we do it so much I know I do it with my family members and there are times where it's exhausting because I'm like I'm you didn't you just glossed over everything and just decided that it was okay for you to behave the way you did and to say the things you did and to to you know um just continue with behavior and choices that you've made that do have an emotional impact on other people it can be abusive it can be harmful it sticks and i'm supposed to just let it drop and roll and let you do it over and over again that's considered abuse people that's 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 what that is so we're allowed to ask people to be held to task and um the bigger thing on the other end of it is being willing to step out of your own comfort zone and step out of your own mind and actually apologize and so i actually looked something up um from mind tools and it's it's really just a actual step-by-step of how to apologize and saying sorry for a mistake it's an apology is just a statement of showing actual genuine remorse and it's acknowledging the hurt that your actions have caused to another person and an apology is not i'm sorry you feel that way um sorry you know i'm i'm sorry you you are having that that thought about me oh i'm so no those are not apologies those are insults to people's intelligence it's not genuine it's not you showing remorse it is genuinely like apologize say that you made an error and that you have actually caused an action that 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 could have hurt someone and um years and years ago i when i would argue on the internet with people there is this guy who was a seeming guru and was like, well, no one can hurt your feelings. Your feelings are just, I'm like, no, that's not true. Like people can say things that hurt your feelings just because they're not poking a damn direct pin at your actual body and emotions and that, you know, doing an act They're They're still doing something that causes pain. And that's why you apologize. That's, why you have to step outside of your own ego and comfort zone and and feel uncomfortable with it and actually say those words it it can open a dialogue it can help you to reflect on everything that you've done and and take some responsibility for your actions like there's also times where people need to process what they're saying and and allow them to say it because in certain circumstances it does drive people insane if you've ever seen somebody talking to themselves repeatedly like you know where you accidentally have a whole conversation in your head that you don't realize and then somebody sees you mouthing those words and you're like "Ooh, that was you holding on to all of this extra it doesn't mean just because you forgave and you keep moving on through your day that you 
completely let it go. No, it's still in the recesses of someone's mind. It's still there. They're arguing with you over and over again, because honestly, that does happen frequently where you didn't get it resolved. It's not resolved with them. They needed to say it. And sometimes we don't need to say everything, but there are times where it's, it's impacted you enough that you should say something. So, um, and sometimes not apologizing um, does ruin relationships. I'm not talking about just like small apologies. Like I'm not talking about, you know, stole my nail polish kind of apologies or, you know, you spill, no, like big, we're talking about bigger things. There are things that do, when you're younger, everything just ruins your relationship. Everything's wrong. Everyone's horrible and your friends aren't your friends because they, you know, left you at the club by yourself. No, that's, no. Nah. I mean, leaving people in danger, that's definitely a big one. But there are some times where for some of us and myself included, it's usually is when you've allowed so many things that have gone unnoticed and un, you know, you've forgiven so many times. And then after a while, you're like, they never acknowledge it. So why do I want to continue allowing this to happen to me and allowing these these things to happen to me? So, um, then you just have to let go. You just, all right, well, I guess that's that. Cause you're never going to say, you know, you're sorry, whatever. Uh, and yes, they are apologizing. It's hard. It takes taking a deep breath and really looking at yourself and understanding why you are apologizing. Not just because, you know, the person wants you to, but like, if you genuinely, did have an error lapse in judgment you made a bad decision like there's pressure to apologize and and you feel pressure and some people act out in ways that are just ridiculous when they don't want to apologize for something like they will act like you were the problem when they don't want to apologize because they made the, the the mistake and you've forgiven them multiple times and because you didn't forgive them this one time then you're the problem so it's it's an eagle blow it really is. So um, there's actually uh, a psychologist, uh, Stephen Schur and Don, John Darley. They have four step framework um, that you can use to apologize to a person. So number one, express remorse for your mistake. Like you can just say, I apologize. Some people don't like saying, I'm sorry, because it it's, it has the connotation of I am a sorry person. No, that's, that's not what that's not what it means. It's the semantics. You can say I apologize. Um, you can also say I've made an error. Um, I did something incorrectly. I did whatever it is. Be genuine about it. Apologize. Show remorse. Um, admit responsibility. So say for instance. Um, you know, I'm sorry I snapped at you when you came to my office or I'm sorry that, you know, I raised my voice or I'm sorry, you know, and don't make excuses, but it's just saying, you know, I am sorry that I did the thing that I did actually say what you did. If you don't know what you did, then you really are not apologizing. You should be able to acknowledge the, the act of your wrongdoing. Um, make amends. Doesn't it doesn't have to be a big thing. 
It doesn't have to be like 50 million roses and, and, and doesn't have to be, you know, I'm buying you a box of chocolates, new tarot cards, uh, a new couch, brand new phone. No, it doesn't have to be like, I mean, unless you're rich and you want to spend money on it, fine, go ahead, buy a Birkin, I guess. Sure, buy one. Um, but words can do it. You know, you could just, what can I do to make it right? And there are sometimes there's nothing you could do. Sometimes just sitting there and taking the, the, like listening, what can I do to make it right? Just listen, hear me, be present, just be here. And that's fine. Sometimes that's what you need to do. Um, the last one is um, promise that it won't happen again. Uh, conflicted on this one because making that promise is you're making a promise that you really can't keep. You are going to make mistakes again. You're going to have um, poor choices again. It's just a human nature thing. But you can say, I will do everything in my power not to intentionally do whatever it is I did I will do better and and you know sometimes it's it's like if you cheated then you better make promises that you ain't gonna do it again because that's not a mistake that was a decision and if you are being forgiven you need to hold yourself in that because you want to rebuild the trust you want that baseline again you need that baseline again because your team fails if you don't have that baseline you can't if you keep doing it over and over again and you keep making the same choices and the same bad decisions, then, you know, how can I trust you? Like, why would I trust you? Why would I, why would I want you to keep, you're just going to apologize over and over again for what, for me to listen to you? You wasted my time. No, not doing it. And then you don't have forgiveness um, because no one's required to forgive you. Told you we're, we're not. This doesn't have to happen. You want forgiveness. You want to rebuild trust. You want to have healthy conflict and, and discussions, but you can't have any of those if you don't have the trust of another person that, and you're, and you being held accountable for it. So what do you want to do? So that's the lesson we're learning today. And thank you for joining I have questions podcast. <laughs>